0: Hello and welcome back to the Real Friends Podcast. I am the staff adjacent deacon here at Real Life Community Church, uh, Matthew Ridout. and with me, of course, Senior Pastor Chris May. And we're getting ready to do something different with this series, aren't we?
1: We are. We're going to attempt to prepare our hearts for the Christmas season and hopefully take our church family along with us for the ride. Exactly. We're going to be talking about Advent,
0: one of those things everybody knows about and yet... We could know probably a lot more about and to our benefit, because how easy is it to get to December 26th and
1: think what? Maybe we didn't focus on Christ quite enough. There's this cliche, and that is, Jesus is the... Reason for the season. That's right, And, and I think that is our intent every year, focus more on Christ. Given the hustle and bustle of the season, the commercialization of this time of year, I think we do get to, you know, December 26th and we're like,
0: man. Good intentions can get waylaid by very, very full schedule. So throughout the course of what I believe are going to be the next 22 episodes, we're going to cover the four Advent Sundays and the days in between. We are going to give you bite-sized, just several minutes each. We don't want to promise an exact number because we don't have an orchestra here to play us off the stage like they do at the Grammys. That's right. But so, we're going to give you a bite-sized something to listen to every single day through the Advent season. That's right. So first, our introduction.
1: Yeah, so uh, some people listening may not know what Advent is, and you're the etymology guy, and so give us the the great, deep meaning of Advent. Look at your notes. Oh, yeah,
0: I've prepared. Hold on. Let me get, you know, get out the giant book. It means arrival. There you go. Arrival. <laughs> you, get a, you get a synonym. You don't need more than that. Advent means arrival. And obviously, we are talking about uh, the arrival of Christ Jesus that we celebrate. But, of course, as Christians, we know— He's come once, and He's going to come again. So how does that play into our introduction for Advent?
1: During the Christmas season, we look back to the Christmas narrative, namely the incarnation of Jesus, and we call that the first Advent. But there's something else that we do as Christians that we normally miss during this the mm-hmm. you know, holiday season. We also not only look back, but we look ahead to what will be the second Advent, the return of Jesus Christ, and we long for that day. Advent in the Christmas season, it's a time, yes, of celebration, uh, because Christ has come, uh, God with us. Emmanuel, you betcha. That's that's right. But it's also, it's not just a time of celebration, but it is also a time of anticipation, because we are looking for the return of Christ. That's right. The he great is, day of the Lord. There is
0: going to be another Advent, a re-arrival, as I said at the very beginning. He will be coming again. So our purpose here is twofold, and maybe knowing that especially if that's not a way that you're used to thinking about Advent just as a preparation to celebrate the birthday, but a looking forward that might help you uh, keep your eyes on the proverbial prize throughout uh, the four weeks and change of the
1: Christmas season. One of the things I'd like to focus on today as we, we think about Advent and, and particularly uh, looking back you know, to, to the birth of Christ, one of the greatest glories and wonders uh, that occurred— when Jesus came uh, as, you know, God in flesh, is that he made his dwelling among us. Now, now I just want to, I want to pause there for a minute, because this is really something worth thinking about. Yeah, this
0: is not a throwaway
1: word. That's right. So when you go back to the very beginning of our Bible, the book of Genesis, we we see the start of what is going to be the meta-narrative, or at least one of the meta-narratives of of Scripture, and that is this idea of the temple. When we talk about a a temple... a temple is always the meeting place of God and man, and so it's where the presence of God and the presence of man overlap. And, and that's... The ex- guard, yeah, 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 in the it, Garden
0: of Eden, that's what we have. He walked with Adam and Eve in the cool of the day.
1: That's right, and so God made in, in his creation, it, you know, it, it was, as it were, a cosmic temple, we could say. So mm-hmm. God... Was with Adam and Eve, and that was his intent. What a blessing that that was! But three that's, chapters later, <laughs> that's yeah, that's pages uh, one and two of your Bible. You get to page three, and we as humans tend to mess things up pretty quickly. And Adam and Eve were no different. Uh, they sinned. They disobeyed the Lord. They they rebelled against him, and that caused a great chasm. Right. That's
0: right. We still had God's love. And he still cared for us, and he was, you know, still a part of his our, li- our lives. But he no
1: longer dwelt in the temple in that way. Yes, yeah, sin separated us from God, and it still separates us from God. So so what God did is, you know, Adam and Eve were put out of the garden, and there was this chasm. But then God calls this people uh, unto himself, the family of Abram, who became Abraham, made a covenant and and said, I'm going to be your God, you're going to be my people. And He made this promise that through Abraham, all the nations would be blessed, and we know that that blessing is the Messiah who would come and and restore our relationship with God to to unite man and and God again. But but what happened is uh, when Israel was in the wilderness, there was this makeshift temple called a, a tabernacle. Right, mm-hmm. and that is where, again, in a quite veiled way, uh, that that God's presence overlapped with man's presence again. But then you you get a little bit later in the Israel story in Jerusalem, that was a little bit more you, you know permanent structure called,
0: uh, well, a uh, physical temple. That's
1: right, and in that in that temple there was a place that hosted the presence of God. Right, and it was not for everyone. That's right. It was the Holy of Holies, and it was kind of a fearful thing to go into that room. Potentially I mean, it, lethal. That's yeah. exactly right. But interestingly, it's only the high priest once a year who could go into the this room that housed the presence of God. And so, again, God was with his people, but in a quite Veiled way. It wasn't like the garden. Let's go to uh, the book of John. Mm -hmm. Would you read just the first three verses and then jump down, if you would, to verse 14?
0: Yep. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. And now, jumping down to 14, and the Word became flesh and dwelt. dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth.
1: That's right. So here's what's so amazing about this text. The word dwelt there, we don't feel the force of that word in our language. But if you look at the Greek word there, it's amazing because it actually means to tabernacle, meaning that Jesus Christ tabernacled among us. So remember, we have god tabernacling with us if you want to say it like that in the garden of eden but then you have that separation between god and man then you have the tabernacle where god's presence is veiled you have the temple where god's presence is veiled but now jesus comes god in flesh and he tabernacles dwells among us
0: among us and then even and yet he is going to go away but the after you know when he does his redemptive work but then he is going to come back again, and this time with the redemptive work already done, then that dwelling will become truly you know, permanent. You know, in new creation. That's right. That's well, it's for.
1: it's awesome because Jesus is now. He's the third temple, and he is the one who brings us into the presence of God. And we know as Christians, you know, after Pentecost or at Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came. So we get a sense of God's presence now, a very real sense. We can go to God. We can have a relationship with God. But as you said, this is an already but not yet thing, because we fast forward to the Book of Revelation as we look to the second advent and we look all the way to the end of the story which is not about us going to heaven what's it about
0: it is about
1: heaven coming to us that's right new creation coming down to revelation 22 kind of frames the new creation as a new and better garden of eden and so sin will be completely eradicated uh, from our lives and we will be in the full unveiled presence of God. And and we long for that day.
0: And yes, the second arrival, the second or final advent. So before we get in any deeper and that uh, orchestra plays us out, Real quick. So hope, joy, peace, love. A lot of you already know those are the four themes of each of the Sundays. That's a very formal thing in, in the in the history of Advent, even as kind of nebulous as the history of when it came about is, this is what it has become. Those four particular themes, we are going to start with hope. Next right. episode, next bite size episode.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. We pray that you'll continue to enjoy this Advent series every day during the Christmas season, and we hope that it raises your affections for Jesus.